Here we are again. I'm Yanis Rizopoulos, and I'm very, very glad to have you just opposite me, Kathy Apostolidis. Hello, Kathy. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Yanis. I am very glad to be here at the M Health event in Athens. It's an event that uh, should be um, made uh, very, uh, very loud and uh, uh, big because we really need it. Uh, we Kathy, need I would like you to introduce yourself first of all. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, um, I am uh, just a patient. I am a breast cancer patient survivor since 1990 when uh, there was no information for patients. But it happened that at that time in or the organization I was working, we got internet and a brand new um, local area network. So when I was diagnosed and it happened in summer, it was very difficult to find friends or other people to tell me what this breast cancer diagnosis I got was about to mean for me. Uh, after visiting uh, the top five uh, surgeons in Athens, who everybody said, okay, you have to make either a radical or a big mastectomy, I got um, quite disappointed that they did not want to talk about anything else. So I was wondering whether there was any other way out. And, uh, well, uh, just uh, the next day in the office, I uh, just... Uh, typed on my Internet Explorer, breast cancer, and hopes, thousands, millions of uh, links and information appeared before me. First of all, I learned that there were conversations. I did not know that there were organization of patients. So um, first of all, I um, found out about uh, the patient organizations abroad. That's because that's uh, the ones that had website at the time. Then I found medical information. And uh, searching and searching, I came up to search what is the modern method of treating breast cancer surgically. And then popped out the word lumpectomy. I found out that it was not necessary to make a mastectomy, that there was a new a technique called lumpectomy. So uh, then I said, okay, uh, why all these five top doctors in Athens told, to me, told me about radical mastectomy or big mastectomies? And nobody talked about this. And I searched to find a doctor who would like to discuss lumpectomy. I didn't find anyone but uh, walking uh, in a hospital one of those days when I was making my diagnostic tests in view of my surgery, I found the announcement of a breast cancer conference. And then I saw that somebody want, was about to talk, talk about this issue. lumpectomy. Yeah. So I immediately noted down the name, and the same day I fixed an appointment with him. So I went into him and said, okay, look, I have visited your five top colleagues. They told me something that I consider nonsense. I have found a new technique called mastectomy. I have a very small uh, tumor. It's one uh, centimeter. Would you like to discuss lumpectomy with me. Have you done, how many lumpectomies have you performed till now? So I found a doctor 
and uh, willing and ready to. So uh, since that moment, when I found the information I needed on the internet and information that none of the doctors I had visited knew or was willing to discuss with me, I said, no, I will check everything. And that's how, I mean, I became... And that's how you became a blogger. Yes. I mean, I learning and learning and learning. Then I wanted to share what I learned. And I wanted to share it uh, first through my peers in patient organizations. I, um, since the 90s, I have... I have been a member of several uh, cancer patient organizations mm -hmm. in Greece, and I have helped them develop programs and um, starting um, things, new things. And uh, then I, I was thinking about why we should be so many organizations and not have only one that would tackle all the issues together. And... Also make policy work which is not at, um, at uh, let's say, uh, something that the patient organization can do because their main, main goal is to support patients. Support patients, mainly. But um, this long, uh, long dreamed issue comes now true because we are going to build a federation of cancer patient organization in Greece How many of them? with 25 cancer patient organizations from all over Greece. We have come to an agreement and we are in the process of setting up the mm -hmm. cancer patient uh, federation. But still this is not enough because uh, patients across diseases have common issues that need to be taken care of at central level, both nationally in Greece and at a European level, uh, at the level of the EU Commission. So we are also working towards establishing a federation of um, Greek chronic disease organizations. It is a much, much bigger. Much bigger, yes. Yeah. And I mean, uh, they are all diseases will participate either with their federation if they have one or individually as uh, organizations of um, a specific disease. In Greece we are small population so we cannot have federations in all diseases. And what that's is, how... Kathy, tell me, what is the situation in Europe? In Europe, it's uh, in cancer, it's... Um, I would say different, it, but also there is a divide. There are a lot of health inequalities still in uh, Europe because uh, in many countries like um, Romania, Bulgaria, Greece, uh, Italy, Spain, Portugal, <coughs> there are many inequities and patients strive to get, to get their medicines, to get access to radiotherapy, to get access to chemotherapy. And in Greece, we have the unique um, phenomenon of cancer patients not having access to cancer care because they have lost it and uh, these people do not have access to cancer care. Mm -hmm. they, uh, they Which is a grave issue. It's a very grave issue. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. At the CPC, at the European level, we strive to get um, access for all to cancer care. And uh, 
also to make um, the national cancer uh, plans a live instrument, not just uh, a wishful thinking. Make the national cancer plans plans that really say what is available in cancer care for all in all countries. But so far, only France has developed the most um, mm-hmm. Uh, the most complete, in my opinion, uh, maybe there are other countries, but that's the one that was most acclaimed in the last uh, meeting of the EPAC. EPAC is the European Partnership for Action Against Cancer, and we had a meeting in Ljubljana in November, and uh, all participants uh, gave a standing ovation to the French, to the French national plan, yes. Yes, cancer plan. But the, the crisis has played a catalytic role on that. Yes, think. it yeah. has. It mm. has because, for example, the decision to form a Greek federation of uh, for cancer patient organizations is the result of the impact of the crisis on cancer care. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are the next steps now? The next steps is uh, to see how we can facilitate cancer care through the opportunities that health information technology offers. And I am happy that today at the eHealth Forum, Professor Nora Kearney from the University of Surrey, who is a project leader for the eSmart project, an EU project funded from um, the European Commission, is here to talk us, to tell us how uh, the how M Health can provide assistance and support to cancer uh, patients mm-hmm. undergoing chemotherapy or one year after chemotherapy. In se- in several countries in um, the north of Europe, in Scandinavian countries and the UK, cancer patients undergoing chemotherapy receive support during two infusions. But this is not in case in Southern Europe and in Central Europe. Mm-hmm. Uh, where what, what kind of support is that? Look, the, um, the uh, treatment in chemotherapy is very toxic and mm-hmm. it attacks many systems. So when the patient goes home after his infusion, he, sar- he starts feeling, not all the time, but most of the most time, some symptoms and he's worried and he needs to check if this is normal or if this is not normal and what can he do to alleviate the uh, chemotherapy symptoms until now this was not possible in Greece you cannot talk you cannot call your nurse and you cannot call your oncologist in the public hospital you have to make an appointment to see them and um, this is not easy because mm-hmm. in uh, the central oncology hospitals come patients from all over Greece. It's not even possible to, to, visit, to visit. Yes, to visit. So uh, this smart project will offer to patients the possibility through a mobile phone mm-hmm. to register their symptoms and get support either through their mobile uh, phone or if the symptoms are serious and uh, the um, nurse or the oncologist just they need referral they get an immediate referral to a hospital yes and being taken care of 
But what is more important and long range, in my opinion, is that the live symptoms registered by patients in real-life conditions will uh, form the database of chemotherapy for uh, specific cancers because in the project participate breast cancer, colon cancer, and hematology cancer patients. Three kinds of cancers. Yes, three kinds of cancers for which there are a number of uh, treatments. So we will know after the project uh, resumes which are the symptoms that patients in real-life conditions and not in clinical trial phase two conditions Mm -hmm. have registered. And uh, I can say that they might be the same, but they might not be the same because in uh, clinical trials, the profile of the patient who is registered for the clinical trial is very specific Mm -hmm. and it matches requirements of demographic age um, uh, and also clinical, uh, there should not be other diseases, etc., which is not the case in real life. In real life, you might have cancer and you might suffer from uh, three other um, chronic diseases at the same time. Kathy, tell me, uh, is there a need for more dissemination of your ideas, more education for the people? Yes, it is. Which is the, the most important, I think. Yes, it is. And that's why I have started now for the last five years to blog about issues that I consider important. Uh, issues that have to do with patients being empowered, being equipped, being educated. And I consider that health literacy and digital literacy are key assets for anyone who is diagnosed with a serious disease in our time, because there is need to connect there is need to speak to other patients. And here I'll quote my friend, a patient Dave, who was diagnosed in uh, 98 with, uh, no, no, in 2007 with uh, uh, renal cancer metastasized in all his body. And uh, his doctor, among other things, he gave him in a piece of paper an, in, an address on the web. Accord.org. Accord.org. And uh, that's uh, the community, the online community of cancer patients uh, by disease, by cancer disease, by cancer type. And uh, Dave gave, went there and told the, his diagnosis and immediately he got information from other patients telling him that uh, he should not get um, upset. There is a therapy, but it is a very difficult therapy and very few survive it. But if he, ma- he manages to survive... He's, he's still alive. Yeah, he's still alive. Yeah. And he's now an evangelist of M-Health and uh, E-Health. And he know what his motto is? Yeah. Let patients help. Let patients help because they can heal healthcare. That's a very noble cause. Thank you very much. Thank you, Kathy. Thank you for inviting me.